fuck. <laughs> oh, lordy. Oh. Jack well, is liking my stories from the Bummer Hill account. Do they do that? Is that no, like a... He doesn't really do that. <laughs> that's so funny. What a um, goofster. What a goofball. We just did like a full, I think, 10 seconds of us harmonizing. Uh, harmonizing? <laughs> I mean, uh, technically, any two notes together is a harmony, you know? Yeah. Anyway, welcome back to This Ain't a Scene. It's a podcast. <laughs> Were you recording during the... <laughs> Yeah, no, I started recording. I was like, this is too good. Oh, okay. Why would I why would I pass this opportunity up to harmonize with my boy? <laughs> um on air no, no on less. air nonetheless, yeah. Uh I'm one of your hosts, Carson, he him pronouns. I'm your other host, Dawson, he him pronouns. Ugh. How you doing? I'm doing. A little You're sleepy. Doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um I got up too late. Are you are you okay? Yeah. Okay. What do you mean? <laughs> Just some things you posted yesterday. I was oh. Like, <laughs> Stop recording. <laughs> oh, really? I was I was worried about you, but it it just I mean to find out it was just that. Yeah. No. It's, <laughs> it's nothing to worry about. <laughs> Not a big deal. Okay. I All appreciate right. your worry, but you know. Yeah. I I mean. You know, I see something like that. I'm I'm concerned about my friend. <laughs> Knowing it's that is so funny, though. Yeah. Knowing it's that is hilarious. Uh, dude, I fucking go to Europe tomorrow. Yeah, are you okay? <laughs> uh, yes and no. Um, For some reason, I'm, like, trying out a new screaming technique on this tour. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm screaming from my head voice instead of my chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is something that uh, Andy Sezek taught me how to do. Shout out, Andy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it's a weird learning curve because I've been screaming one way my entire life. Yeah. And now I'm just being asked to scream this way. And it is much more relaxing and it's, like, less taxing on your voice. Mm-hmm. It just sounds, like, so similar that I think it's taxing on my voice. I don't know. Still getting used to it. Still playing around with it. Mm. It's really weird. Uh, he said to... Uh, try and sound like lemon grab uh, and then like turn that into a scream. That was the way he described it. That's actually which a is really pretty good funny. way to describe I, it. Yeah, it's a very good way to describe it. So, um, yeah, it's been weird. I've been running the set like every single day just like with that new technique and it's been very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it doesn't work, I'm just going to switch to screaming to my chest voice since that's what I've done for every previous tour I've ever done. But yeah. um I was just having some trouble switching between screaming and singing because it's hard. Mm-hmm. So um, you were having trouble before or with this new technique uh, before mm. before because um, it is very difficult like yeah. to like constantly be switching between the two. But, you know, I will hopefully have it down before this tour ends. So and luckily we start out in the UK where a lot of people know our music. Mm-hmm. So, um Yeah. I don't know. I'm really fucking nervous. I'm really, really fucking nervous, dude. Yeah, like, I don't. I, I do not blame you. <laughs> yeah, I'm nervous. Uh, I don't know. I I think I just gotta like. I think I just gotta like have this like sexy indifference, you know, where I'm just like, yeah, whatever, we're going. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you know. I think I I operate on a on an indifference. You really do. You do operate on like things. a sexy indifference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I don't know if 
I don't know if you want me calling you sexy on air. But I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think you would. But See, that's the sexy indifference. <laughs> that's the sexy. That's the sexy indifference. Is that you don't give a shit. Yeah. You don't. I don't. I don't give a fuck, man. It's also just um, my voice is like not great at conveying emotion. Just no. with like how low it is. Same with your texts. Yeah, like well, you'll that's text like, me back, and I'm just like, Dawson's mad at me. I no, I don't know. Like, <laughs> if I was mad at you, then I would just tell you I'm mad at you. <laughs> I know, bro. I know. I yeah, know. but I have um, I have all my auto caps and autocorrect turned off on on my texts. Oh, so for real? I, yeah, because sometimes it just corrects to something that I didn't want to say. And then I'm like, well, this is mad annoying. And then yeah. I turned it off and I haven't gone back. Maybe I'll turn it off. I don't know. I uh, I had a friend who had it like off at all times. Mm-hmm. And she would just constantly be mis- misspelling. Misspelling. I just misspelled in real life. Wow. She would constantly <laughs> be misspelling stuff to the point where like I could not understand what certain texts were supposed to mean. See, at that point, you just got to like get better at typing because if you're going to make the decision to not have autocorrect, you need to yeah. like you need to be accurate about it. Like turning off auto caps was a, a an aesthetic decision for me, but turning off autocorrect was a, a power move, you know? Oh, I love that. Um. Are you turning it off right now? No. <laughs> I was looking to see what our label said about our new music video. <laughs> that's that's what I was doing. Wow. I know. Is it um, good? <laughs> they love it. Yeah, they, yeah. it's great. Yeah, they, it's the best thing they've ever seen. Let's go. They've never seen a better music video in their not, life. Not dude. once in their entire life yeah, from they've any never of the roster it. of their artists. Yeah, they, they hate the rest of their roster. Yeah, it's so they're gonna, crazy. They're going to legalize nuclear bombs. <laughs> Have you seen Oppenheimer yet? No, I'm seeing it on Wednesday. That's right. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to see it until I get back. Because, mm. like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm in Budapest for the first time. Am I going to go fucking <laughs> see Oppenheimer in you're Budapest? you sit in a dark room for three hours while you're yeah. in Budapest. <laughs> yeah. It would be yeah. kind of funny, honestly. It would be pretty funny, or to do it in England yeah like total power move just like i have all day to explore london and i'm just like fuck this mm-hmm. i'm seeing oppenheimer but Who knows? i guess i could go tonight i guess i could go to like a late you day. could well it's I, three if hours you, if you hadn't bought your tickets yet you're probably not gonna get any good seats yeah that's right cinema's back cinema's fucking back everyone yeah cinema is back in a big big way um yeah uh barbie and oppenheimer this past opening weekend was the fourth largest ever opening in the box office. Like ever? Ever. ever. Wow. Yeah. Cinema's back. I feel really bad for Tom Cruise because there is no way he saw this coming and the new Mission Impossible is taking a hit from it. But if they keep it in theaters for long enough, I feel like it'll it'll have legs. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. He's making part two anyway. Like nothing is stopping him from doing it. Part two. He's not making part two. Part two's done. Oh, yeah. Part He's putting done. out part two anyway. <laughs> uh, did you see that there were like theories that uh, they're trying to recreate some kind of Barbenheimer scenario with Dune? And that's why Dune got pushed back? No. Um, I saw Dune was getting pushed back because, of the, because the studios are throwing a bitch fit about the strike. Oh, is it because of the strike? Yeah. Because well, I, I think. There were a bunch of little internet gumshoes that were like. Well, what if it's so they can recreate Barbenheimer and do Dune and Claws? 
<laughs> they pair it with the next Santa Claus movie. <laughs> See, the thing with Barbenheimer is that like that was entirely brought about by the people. Yeah. Yeah. And like this will be old news by the time this episode comes out in a month. Yeah. But um we're in it right now. And we are in it right now. Yeah. It's very phenomenal to see, and I think it'll be very funny to see studios try and recreate it inorganically and then just have yeah. both movies that they try to put out flop. Yeah, that would suck. That would be, well, depending on the movies. Dune, Dunk, Dunk Part 1 did all right, right? Oh, it did phenomenally. Yeah. For, like, for as fucking for inaccessible. As inaccessible as a as a movie as that is, like it did fucking excellent. So like I'm anticipating Dune Two is gonna like do even better, do well, yeah. Yeah. Especially because this one is gonna be like way more action packed. Uh, mm. compared to the first one. Uh, some parts of it will be, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of got a bummer ending, but yeah. Well, yeah, it's Dune. (laughs) There's also a time skip, too, like. Close to the beginning, too, like there's a time skip, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see, smile. I'm very excited for that movie, though. I can't wait. Um, I'm very, very excited for Dunk Mm -hmm. 2. I saw saw Dunk 1 in IMAX. Me too. Um, That was awesome. Yeah. I I saw it before it came out, actually, in IMAX. Really? Yeah. How the fuck did you do that, you crazy ass? (laughs) My friend Reyna, um, shout out Reyna, future guest of the pod, probably. Shout out Reyna, future guest of the pod. She runs a jacket company called Dragon Denim. And oh. she sometimes will get invited to movie premieres because she has like a, a pretty popular Instagram account um, tied to her business. So like she got one for, um, she got one for Dune. Uh, she got one for fucking something else that I was really jealous about that she got. Mm. early screening too um but she had she just had a bunch of them for dune wow um that's cool it was like four people in total that went is jack me i thought you were some swanky date to dune which i was like whoa no imagine that's crazy (laughs) i mean i am imagining it and it's awesome yeah (laughs) i would love to be arm candy for some lady producer yeah you know what i mean (laughs) trophy husband i would love to just have a, a girl boss wife that like dude yeah makes all the money and i show up to premieres looking like a fucking dickhead <laughs> constant <laughs> fantasy of mine dude like showing up in adidas shorts like, just like what's up let's showed watch up in that track suit <laughs> let's watch indiana jones nine let's let's do this like you know it's like what the fuck is popping i'm in the tabloids like fucking oh, dude yeah this big producer's husband Dresses like shit. Did not put in any effort for his appearance for this premiere. For the premiere of the new uh, Werner Herzog biopic? <laughs> I don't know. Fuck. We should we should do a segment on the show called Predicting Future Movies. Oh, God. <laughs> where we come up with movies that will be made in the future. See, I feel like... Werner would... Herzog biopic called Werner. Yeah. Uh, um... Marvel thing 400. Harvey Weinstein biopic? <laughs> I thought you were about to say Harvey Weinstein comes back. <laughs> it's like, how? How? <laughs> um, That'd be a terrible Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Weinstein strikes back. Yeah. Oh, God. He already struck. 
Um, to strike back. That's right. Anyway, uh, should we get into the song that we're talking about, or did you want to talk about more shit? Um, I did. There was another thing I wanted to talk about, actually. Um, Shoot, sock it to me. Did you see the trailer for Wonka? I cannot bring myself to watch it. I don't blame you. <laughs> what What about it? It looks great, except for Timothy. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Because it's the same director as the Paddington movies. Which I did know about, which yeah. those movies fucking rock. I've, yeah, so um, I've heard. And you need to watch them, like, immediately. Okay, okay. <laughs> Both of them. Well, I got a six-hour um, plane ride to fucking England, so. Perfect. England to my city. <laughs> Six hour plane ride to my city. Um, yeah. But the thing is, like, it, it on paper it sounds like a fantastic idea, you know? Um, Wonka yeah. hasn't had, like, a. I mean, this from, like, a studio perspective, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory hasn't had, like, a, a relevant thing happen since, like, 2005. Yeah, uh, sure. Right in the sweet spot for people to get nostalgic about it. Um, fucking uh directed by the director of the paddington movies which are massively critically acclaimed and yeah. did pretty well at the box office mm-hmm. um timothy chalamet is the lead it's also a musical um but the thing is uh timothy just does not have that whimsy he is not yeah. a whimsical individual yeah, he's not a lyrical spiritual miracle. No, yeah. not at all. I think we found the limits to to his acting because like everything else I've seen him in, he's been fantastic. But just yeah. like this, he like he's trying to do this like uh Gene Wilder type shit, but he just doesn't have that gleam in his eye, dog. No. Like they should have gotten what's his name from the bear who looks like Gene Wilder. <laughs> oh, that fucking guy. That fucking dude. I don't know if he would have any whimsy either. Like uh, he looks like he could potentially have whimsy. I feel like there are a lot of other actors apart from Timothy that could have more whimsy. Name one. Like just on paper. Well, Tom Holland, for one. Yeah, but I hate his stupid face. <laughs> <laughs> of all things for him to be in, I feel like a Willy Wonka centric musical where he's got to have whimsy and charisma is pretty perfect for him he's too busy having ass sex (laughs) (laughs) he needs a better fucking agent dude yeah i heard that show was ass i heard it's really bad i heard it's really bad uh he he doesn't seem to be taking it too bad though i saw in an interview no he takes it great he's like (laughs) yeah my my show's getting pretty unfavorable reviews but i'm here to promote it anyway (laughs) i was like damn i think that he uh he needs to just like retool his career to be whatever he wants he can i think he's trying to i mean just look at what fucking luke skywalker did look at what mark hamill did yeah Bro has been playing the Joker for 97 years <laughs> in everything. Yeah. Um, granted, that is like the one voice he can do voice acting wise, but he's a g- yeah. good Joker. Mm-hmm. He's the Joker in the Harley Quinn show. I haven't seen that. It's um, so good. Yeah. You would love it. Hell it's yeah. like, it's like, uh, I want to say a couple family guy writers and a couple of uh venture bros people mm. and uh they just came together and they made this wonderful little harley quinn show wow. i love it it's great 
I thought you were talking about the Batman and Harley Quinn movie for a second, which I heard was horrible. Oh, no, I haven't watched that. The animated one? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd rather die. Yeah. I think my brother watched that one and said it was dog ass. Well, their romance in the comics, like, kind of works because it's been built up over so much time. Like, Batman and Harley, it's like, all right, this is kind of making sense. This is, like, not awful. Mm. But, uh, like, it's still not my favorite pairing in the world. I don't even know if that's a romance movie. Like, I, I just know that it was. Oh, do they, like, fight crime together or something? Well, at one point in the comics, they get together. A lot of shit happens in the comics. (laughs) A lot of shit happens in the comics. You're right. You're right. Um, Name uh, who's another actor with whimsy? Because I don't want to see Tom Holland as Willy Wonka. Another whimsical actor. uh, He is built like a fridge, but Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill has a surprising amount of whimsy. He has a lot of whimsy in him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he would be right for the role simply because you kind of have to be a twink to play Willy Wonka. You do have to be a little bit of a twink, yeah. A little bit of a boy twink, yeah. And uh, Henry Cavill is almost the opposite of a twink. He's like the hugest man on earth, maybe. (laughs) Um, Uh, Scientists are still coming back with that. (laughs) Yeah. He's also maybe not young enough to do, because it's a prequel, isn't it? Yeah. He's not young enough. How does he find the Oompa Loompas? <laughs> oh, which is already explained. Um, yeah, that's right. In the in the both of the movies, both of them. Yeah. Um, let's see. Fucking. What do you What do you think of the remake, the Johnny Depp one? Uh, it's all right. Yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah, it's not the Gene Wilder one. Yeah. Which I mean, nothing is. So nothing like, is, and that movie's like legitimately very very funny. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Another actor with whimsy. Um, they're also both too old, but Simon Pegg and Martin Freeman both have a lot of whimsy mm. in them. I would love a Simon Pegg Wonka. Yeah, honestly. That would be <laughs> so much fun. That would be a blast, yeah. I would love a Simon Pegg Wonka. Yeah. I Yeah, I mean, Chalamet's like so great for what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see Bones and All? No, I haven't yet. It's pretty good. I liked it a lot. Uh, but I like that filmmaker a lot. I like Luca Guadagnino quite a bit. Ah, uh, yeah, that guy. Uh, yeah, uh, he's he's cool. He's compelling. Um, yeah, I can't really think of uh, I can't really think of anybody who'd be better suited. But like, maybe that motherfucker from the Bear. What's his maybe. name? Paul something. I have no idea. I haven't seen the Bear. Ooh, Paul Dano. Oh, oh look at that. Look at him. what I just did right there. <laughs> look at what I just did right there. Um, yeah, Paul I don't want to. also I, getting a little old for that. He is. He's been but around I, for a I minute. love him. I love oh, he's him. awesome. He's so great. Fantastic. He's getting old for it, but like, also, who gives a shit? Like, I guess the studio. They cast Timothy as him. Yo, I've been watching Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. I like it a lot. It's, yeah. But I also love Danny McBride. I'm like kind of a sucker for anything that that guy does. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it a lot. Um, but they flashback to like the 80s a little too much. Mm. Um, and instead of using a different actor for John Goodman, they digitally de-age 70-year-old John Goodman. Um, and... Uh, he looks like a uh, he likes he looks like he's made of plastic as he's de- digitally de-aged. Oh God! Not to the point where it like takes me 
out of it, but I see it and I'm just like, bro is not supposed to look that way, like mm. at all. At one point, they flash back to him as like a teenager, and it's a, just straight up a different actor mm-hmm. that looks nothing like him. But like, what happened to the days of that? I know. Like, what happened to those days where yeah. you just had a different damn actor? There's the same the shit on the in the new Indiana Jones movie. Like, fucking. Yeah. I mean, the the first like twenty or so minutes of that movie is probably the best part of it, in my opinion. And like, Ooh, but the the last trouble... twenty minutes for me. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> Those last 20 minutes are so fun. Those that that movie is one of the movies that you can see <laughs> in theaters. But like that first you 20 minutes. You could spend minutes, your money on it. You could. You can yeah. go to the theater and see that movie. You can. Of all you of are the allowed. ones yeah. that that's possible. But like Oh my god. First 20 minutes rock except yeah. Harrison Ford looks like a rubber man. He and he also like still man, sounds like he's 80 years old. So just fucking cast just get a, a different, different actor. actor. Just get a different guy. Or just make a different fucking movie. <laughs> yes. It doesn't have to be Indiana Jones. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tom Lovejoy and I went and saw The Flash. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see my letterbox review for that? Yeah, one? it was like half a star, wasn't it? Yeah, but I, I wrote gave it two stars. I wrote so much about oh, that really? fucking thing. My review is that some things should just stay comics. Yeah, because it's an it's an adaptation of Flashpoint Paradox, which Tom and I both really love. Flashpoint Paradox. Mm-hmm. Um, and goddamn, that movie is just frustratingly bad. Yeah. There are parts where Ezra Miller is just talking, like not moving. Like, just talking, and he's fully CGI. Yep. Why? <laughs> Listen, I... Stop it! There was, Knock it off! There's a line I put in my review where I said, it has to be said, Andy Muschietti does not have the sauce with the superhero <laughs> movies. What else has he done? He's done the It movies, like the new ones. Oh, that guy fucking sucks. I, I like hate that I guy. like those movies, honestly. Oh, the second one's so bad. The first the, one's okay. The I second hated one, the second one. The problems with the second one are more with the fact that the second half of the It book is also just as bad. Like, well, yeah. I mean, to me, the book, which I have read all of. Because uh, I'm a pervert. Um, <laughs> I'm a cocaine pervert. <laughs> um, the second half of the book, like when the when the when the gangbang happens, mm-hmm. like in the book, that's when it's just like, wait a fucking second. Hold then, on a minute, Steven. And then after that, it is mostly fucking garbage. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's a shame because they like stunt casted that movie. Yeah. Like they like the first one made so much money that like the jokes about who they were going to cast as the older people like actually came to fruition. Ridiculous. Yeah. And like everyone that they cast as the older versions were like really great. <laughs> Honestly. Fucking. And they, they looked like the, the younger actors. They fuck like there was one shot where, um, one of the characters is like um, in a pharmacy and then like his older actor walks up and like does it, it does like a, like both of them are at like half opacity and yeah. like they're overlapping each other. And it's like 
fuck you, dude. Yeah, I know yeah, your casting director it. absolutely swagged out, but like, you don't have to fucking rub it in my face like this. But like that, so actors in that movie crazy. Honestly, what the fuck happened with the Flash though? Because yeah. like, it's not like the It movies are even directed badly. Like, yeah. most of the problems with those movies come from the fact that it the book is not a perfect book. Um, no. So fucking. Yeah. And then, Andy Muschietti does not have the sauce. No, not with superhero yeah. movies. The single most sauceless superhero movie director I'm, I've I, maybe I'm, ever encountered. I'm going to go ahead and say just like a sauceless director in general, but <laughs> that's just me. Um, yeah, what a terrible, fucking frustratingly bad movie. Can you believe that? Like, And this is verified, I believe, that they... The Warner executives have not believed in a movie as hard as this one since The Dark Knight. That's what I had heard because I think the way that this was pitched was like, or I think the way that they pivoted this too was like, what if we just, like, what if it was Spider-Man No Way Home, but it was just fan service? Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, that's what they tried to do. Um, I I feel like I'm one of the like two thousand people on Earth that gets the Nicolas Cage giant spider thing. Um, people certainly know about Nicolas Cage's Superman. I don't think as many of them know that about he the giant, a giant spider. Spider in the yeah. original script. Yeah, I mean, and that they made a giant spider, and it ended up being in the movie Wild Wild West. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how many people fucking know that shit? Just me. Um, <laughs> Only Carson. On, yeah, Carson mentioned. Uh, I I wish I could just talk for like four hours about this movie because it's like, <laughs> it's fascinatingly bad. Yeah. I cannot believe it exists. Yeah. Um, And like the worst part of it is like, I kind of want to watch it again just so I can re-experience like the befuddlement that I had at first watch. I never want to even look at this movie again. Oh, it's horrible to look at. It's like when I, the when the when the multiverses were like colliding with each other, Tom and I were laughing so hard. Like and I think it was just like pure like like it was like Stockholm syndrome. Like we were watching it happen, we were like <laughs> like we were like we could not believe that we had stuck with this fucking movie yeah which is crazy but yeah it's i i never give movies ones like ever i think did you give it one or half a star one out of ten which is like a one one out of ten and a half star the same thing in my book Um, yeah but like just fucking unbelievably terrible like i was expecting it not to be good and then it was it still managed to disappoint me. yeah yeah which is so crazy it is so silly it is so so silly i hope the bombing of this movie because it's set to be one of the biggest if not the biggest box office bombs in history yeah Yeah. i hope that it's an enormous flop motivates james gunn to take andy off of the the batman movie and the in the DCU, which is, is gonna, George Clooney going to be Batman again? I have no fucking idea. I, I would like for him to be. I don't think so. Spoilers, everybody. Oh yeah, spoilers for this dog ass, terrible fucking dog shit movie that yeah. you shouldn't watch anyway. 
because it's one of the most cynical, soulless products I've ever seen with my two eyes. You know, time isn't linear. Uh, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. All right. Uh, this week we did a song called Sophomore Slump or Comeback of the Year. And here's a snippet of it. And it's over. And it's over. <laughs> I was I was waiting for you to cut it off. Um, you know what's funny? What? Um, I feel like this song. There's either a lot to say about it or very little to say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first thing I want to bring up is, uh, you know, this is one of the only songs that Patrick Sump has played with Daryl Hall from Hall and Oates. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh. Daryl Hall used to have this live session series called Live from Daryl's House. Mm. And he's had a a surprisingly, a surprising amount of like underground bands. Uh, Minus the Bear Mm -hmm. has gone on there, which is pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, he had Patrick Stump in and they played all Fall Out Boy songs with him. Um, They they may have actually played some other stuff, but... uh, it's pretty crazy to watch. Um, they like figure out how to play the songs and, uh, I believe they do. Um, they do sugar. We're going down. They do sophomore slump or comeback of the year. Um, they do, uh, guessing games, which is, I think a Daryl Hall song. And then they do, uh, what a catch Donnie. Mm. So crazy. When, when did this happen? Uh, this happened in 2009, mm. so a long time ago, but mm. um, pretty pretty crazy stuff. But uh, that's insane. Like, yeah, of all it's songs. wild. <laughs> yeah, it's it's wild. Um, I think maybe lyrically, this song might appeal to uh Daryl Hall. Um, but I am wondering what the drive is. Like, what a catch, Donnie. That makes sense. Sugar, we're going down. Very big song. Mm-hmm. Um. Why this one, buddy? What's going on? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I also, before we get into this, I think that this would be a much different song if they wrote it an album later. Um, yeah. This is like just like so uh, like everyone sings along with the pop punk band mm-hmm. song. Um and I was listening to it, and I was like, oh, no, do I not like this as much as I used to? Because mm. I think I used to love this song. I really I really do think I used to love this song. But but what did you think of it? I kind of love this song. <laughs> okay, okay. I think it rocks, honestly. Um, it's, I, on my first listen of it, uh, it, it was similar to... Um, the the last song we did fucking uh that one whatever which one we did oh uh fucking uh chicago so two years ago yeah it was similar to that one where i i listened to it off rip and i was like eh, i don't know how i feel about this one and then um on the second one i got it i was like oh oh this actually rules yeah it's like it's so crazy how like a band with as many like infectious choruses as Fallout Boy, how they can still like whip something out like this and completely surprise me. Oh, really? Because okay. like I've heard this song before. Um, yeah, obviously, 
but like I hadn't really ever paid attention to it. Um, mostly because yeah. Cork Tree, like I don't really listen to Cork Tree that much. Um, not a go-to for me. Yeah, it like as a whole, it's not the most cohesive Fall Out Boy record ever mm-hmm. released. Um, so like I guess this one just kind of got lost in the shuffle for me, and then um, for some reason today, uh, I listened, I put it on, and it was like it it's so simple but like the the chorus to it is kind of absurd like yeah. with how good yeah. it is it's, it's pretty crazy it's also one of their easiest choruses yeah like it's not a hard to sing song um song sang mm-hmm. and uh it's 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 still it still works like so well mhm and if anything, this is like proof of concept for like Patrick Stump, like as a hook writer, mm-hmm. um, because this is a hook that the whole crowd can sing. It's not difficult. Um, it's also, uh, in my opinion, like and and maybe this isn't like a huge, maybe this isn't a huge compliment on the song, but it's a very easy to cover song. Mm-hmm. Like if uh, I think my band in like high school like early high school probably attempted this song at one point Mm -hmm. um we attempted a lot of fallout boy songs but i feel like this was one of them and it's uh it's just funny to to look at this and and just see how into kind of like how committed they were to making just the best brand of pop punk Mm -hmm. like they were the fucking Maybe not McDonald's of pop punk because I feel like that's newfound glory, but they were like the fucking five guys of pop punk at this point. <laughs> like they were just like they were just like yeah, we just do it better than everybody else, mm-hmm. and you can suck our dicks, mm-hmm. which is crazy. It's it's crazy stuff. So yeah. like this kind of song is a song that like we've both definitely heard a million billion times from at so many fucking bands. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. It's it's like um this isn't a perfect comparison but it's like it's it's similar. It's like it's like watching Citizen Kane and then like initially getting bored by it but then realizing that Citizen Kane was the first one to do so much shit yeah that everybody else yeah. copied immediately. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't that's not an exact comparison but it's like it's just an sure, example no. of like a genre thing yeah. done so well that it doesn't matter that it's it might be derivative in your eyes. No, and we're definitely like still seeing the influence like years and years later down from specifically this song. I mean like I'll I'll be real there are not a whole lot of uh there are not a whole lot of bands that can write a sugar we're going down. There yeah. are so many bands that can write this song. Yeah. Um and that's not necessarily a knock on it. It's just like this song created 500 bands. <laughs> um including uh the one that the guest vocalist uh is is uh our guest vocalist on this song William Beckett mm-hmm. from the Academy is um, who we've talked about before mm-hmm. uh, because he's on what a catch Donnie. Um, it's uh, it uh, like th- this is what his fucking band sounds like. Mm-hmm. Like this is exactly what his band sounds like in my head. Like obviously they have some stuff that is different, but like when I think of this band, I'm like, oh yeah, they sound like that one fallout boy song that he's on. Yeah. So um, 
it's just a cornerstone of the genre, man. Like mm-hmm. the palm muted guitars, if you take those away, it would not be a pop punk song, but you just add them in there and it's like, this is the formula, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it, it's not like we're not, we're not saying this is the first pop punk song to ever do no, it. No, absolutely but not. It but is. It came from Fall Out Boy, and it just distilled all of these pop punk genre tropes into yes, like yes. one song and did mm-hmm. it really well. Um, which the fact that this album uh, and by extension this song was so popular definitely set off the career of a bunch of people. Definitely, for sure. I mean, like. When you look at the bands that were being signed at this time, it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, um, I don't have any examples, but you can just, trust just look me. at Fueled by Ramen's catalog. Yeah, just look at Fueled by Ramen's catalog, and every fucking band sounded like this song. Yeah, um, which uh, that's kind of what this song is about. Um, yeah, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Um, they do something that I love that they don't do often enough. Um, Whenever Fall Out Boy does this, I, I get very happy as they begin the song with the chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, they do it on Uma Thurman. But, uh, wow. Wow. Um, what a song. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. This this song has, like, is just all... The way I read it is it's just all about them figuring out how to be the most marketable band <laughs> on Earth. <laughs> Um, and it's kind of mid tempo. Uh, it's not really a rocker, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know, man. There's Gets something the about going it. Going regardless, there's something about it, man. There's something about it. But there is like this element of like, of course, I love it because this is something that I used to listen to in the back of my parents' car, mm-hmm. you know. But there's also that element of like, has this aged as well as I? want it to Mm. um and not necessarily like a i'm blinded by nostalgia type thing but like it just makes me think about all of the bands that aped this Mm -hmm. after this um and you know as we've talked about before i don't think pete is ever i don't think peter patrick are ever following a trend Mm -hmm. um they're they're always starting one um I think the question that needs to be asked specifically with this song is, is it a good thing that they started it? Because <laughs> uh, I don't really like music that sounds like this, but I like this yeah. song. So. In, in general, this kind of thing doesn't really motivate me or anything. No. Like just, I, I've said this before on the show, but just straight up pop punk doesn't really do anything for me. No. Um, it's usually got to be mixed in with something else to have an effect on me. Um, this song doesn't do that, but I really like it anyway. Um, and I think it's just because they're doing it so well. Um, yeah, yeah. Because like, it's 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 just it's hard to describe exactly how they're doing it better, but like, it just feels like it. It somehow feels authentically fallout boy despite the fact that this kind of song can be found anywhere yeah for sure um maybe it's the fact that they're singing about fame as they have for 400 million yeah it's another it's another fame banger yeah um there's one thing i've learned from doing this show is that fallout boy sings about fame and how to hold it or how to lose it a lot 
Yeah. I mean, I think it's the thing that they're most concerned about is like this idea of like we've brought people. Yeah, there's there's like two types of uh, Fall Out Boy songs about fame. It's it's a uh, look how many people we've brought to the show and what if people stop coming to the show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this is a look how many people we've brought to the show song. Yeah. Um. Uh, standout lyrics for you. Um. Standout lyrics. Um, if you're if you're gonna look, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up mine if you don't mind. Okay. Um. And and these haven't aged incredibly well, which is why like, which is why I kind of get not an eye roll, but it's kind of just like a ooh mm-hmm. type of deal. Um. We're the therapists pumping through your speakers, delivering just what you need. We're well read and poised. We're the best boys. <laughs> It's so corny, but it, we're it, the best boys. We're the best boys. Always, we're the best boys. Always, we're the best boys. We're the best boys. <laughs> we are the best boys. I just kind of love them for it. Uh, how like un unashamedly like they were like, hey, like we we know we're the best band on earth. We're the best boys. <laughs> Which is awesome. It's sick. Me it's, when I'm one of the it's best fucking boys. Sick. It's me when I'm one of the best boys. Um, what about you? You got a standout lyric? Yeah, I like the line because um, I'd swear I'd burn the city down to show you the light. It's just a good ass line to end the chorus on, honestly. It's a good ass line to end the chorus on, and also it spawned a million lyrics like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, remember when we were with Tom? I was talking about the how I hate the lyric. I want to watch you burn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's I want to watch you burn. I want to watch you burn, baby. Okay, man. You want to watch me okay, jerk dude. off next? Okay, dude. weirdo. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay, dude. You can be the king of the ashes. All right, dude. Oh, my Sadie. goodness. Oh, Dog my goodness. moment. Hey, what's up? Holy crap. Hello. Hey, fine. you're fine. You're fine. It's not like we're live or anything. <laughs> we're not. Doggy. Ladies and gentlemen, my mom. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> you, pick, you picked up really well on the mic, actually. Sadie. Sadie. Sadie, do you have anything to say? Huh? What? What's for dinner? Well, let's go. I had a chicken sandwich earlier, but I'll have another. Wow. Um. This is a Sadie moment. This is a certified Sadie moment. Hey, Sadie, do you have anything to say to the audience? <laughs> wow, very intelligent. <laughs> Good stuff, Sadie. Thank you. Um, what What else you got? What were we talking about? Standout lyrics. Um, nope. <laughs> uh, there's a couple that haven't aged super well. Yeah, uh, there's kind of a we're a traveled sorta, a sort of slur in the start of the second verse. I don't know if it is a slur, which is why I'm not going to say it. Well, let's <laughs> click the genius annotation. Okay. <laughs> um. Pete is comparing Fall Out Boy's journey to the lifestyle of Romani, also known as gypsies, a nomadic people best known for their association with medieval Renaissance time periods, circuses, who've played, who have moved all across the world. They have played in five continents in really long tours. Wow. Wow. What do you think they're hitting? Like C markets, D markets? I don't know what that means. Like, I mean, you know, I don't know. Do you know what that means? <laughs> yeah, of course I know what that means. But uh I mean, if you're if you're Romani and you're a circus performer, 
I mean, the circus has got to hit every town, you know. Like the circus, uh, I don't know. I don't know what a circus. The circus is. draws more than the Callous Cowboys. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Aren't you guys like the circus of mathcore at this point? We're the circus of music, yeah, something <laughs> like that. Um, we have a circus on our first album. Yeah, it's on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I still think it's very funny that Jeff from Sunflower like almost got sued over that photo because it was similar to a guy he knew's photo of the same circus. <laughs> He's like, "You stole my photo, real cool," and he was like, "It's very clearly a different photo. It's the same circus. It's uh, the what? Same You're circus. the only one allowed to take a photo of that circus, <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> Afro circus. Afro oh, circus." God. <laughs> Fucking Madagascar three three. When's... I've never seen that one. I've 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 never seen Madagascar three. I saw it when I was but a boy, and I remember liking it because I was but a boy. Um, I think Follow Boy might exist outside of time. What do you mean by that? Uh, were the kids you used to love, but then we grew old. That lyric specifically is very um, is is very strange because they were like. 25 <laughs> when this came out uh, isn't that like a thing when you turn 25 you start like thinking damn i'm so old oh absolutely which i don't i, I mean Do you... i'm i'm not 25 yet but like you know i feel like i would not start worrying about that until i turned like at least 35 or 40 dude my coworker who's like significantly younger than me not that you're old if you're 35 or 40. Yeah, uh, you are, but... Shout um, out all my 35 and 40-year-olds. 40, 40 Tom Lovejoy's 33, so... Yeah. He's not old yet. Caroline Polachek is like... 38. Something like that. 38 or something like that. And she yeah. is an angel. She's awesome. She's That's a tall broad right there. <laughs> <laughs> you can't call women broads on our chin. I can as a joke. <laughs> It's fine. Carson doesn't actually think women are broads. <laughs> Let's clear that. No up one, right no now. one thinks I do. It's fine. You never know. <laughs> um. Uh. Buh, 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 buh. Buh, buh, I, buh. I think we need to point out that like this is very clearly like decoded Pete Wentz chicken scratch. Um. <laughs> like, there's no way these things were. Arranged in the way that they are. Mm. Um, this is very much a Patrick Stump like arranging th the words to work for this. Yeah. Um, like, especially in the lyric, ashamed of the way the songs and the words own the beating of our hearts. Like, I guess that line makes sense. Uh, like, it definitely does. Like, it, like, you can definitely decode that, but mm. it's like, <laughs> it's it's not a very uh it's not a very sexy way of saying what he's trying to say there. You know what I mean? No, yeah. Um Yeah, not a we've been doing a lot of the Fallout Boy songs about fame. Yeah, on, like on, right in a row. Too. Right in a row, yeah. Uh you start to wonder if that's all they talk about, but it it's not. Well, I think we maybe we need to bring this up. Uh what types of Fallout Boy songs are there? Um, horny, horny. Uh huh. Uh, the fame ones. Fame, fame one and fame two, which yeah, is which is look two. how many people we bring to shows and uh oh no, what if people stop coming to shows? Oh god, oh fuck, what if you stop coming to the show? Goddamn, I love Chicago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the fucking uh the nothing song like a nothing. sunshine riptide and and shit like that where okay. it just like doesn't feel like a real thing sure sure um uh we're back we're so fucking back we're so back is another one <laughs> uh look how back we are <laughs> I don't, does that count as another category? I don't know. I would say love from the other side is look how back we are. Yeah. And like, uh, Young and Menace is a we're back song. Oh, God. As much as you want. Oh, yeah. The, the, there are kind of like two kinds of we're back songs. Yeah, yeah. Like I think um, Todd in the Shadows like uh, sort of went into this talking about songs like uh, Lights Up by Harry Styles where like, it's just this big nothing song to like announce to everyone yeah. that like you're back, but you're too big to care or whatever. Like, so, so you just don't write sure. a fucking yeah. functional song. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's what I'd call young and menace is that it's yeah. like barely a song. <laughs> young and menace is a we're back song. And then, like, yeah, I mean, he compares himself to a Motley Crue member in that song. And like, <sighs> yeah. Why would you ever want to be a Motley? Why Crue would member? you want to do that? Yeah. Why would you want to be anything like those guys? They're all terrible people. <laughs> they're all pretty bad guys. Um, they're suing the shit out of each other constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of the other types of songs. Cause I feel like we're missing a few. Yeah. Um, oh, Oh, uh, we forgot a very specific third type of fame song. Which one? Uh, I am the most famous person in the world, and it is killing me. <laughs> yeah, that is the third one. <laughs> it's look how many people we brought to the show. Oh God, there are so many people that we brought to the show. <laughs> and oh no, what if they start leaving the show? <laughs> Follow Fallout Boy worried about walkouts. I feel like those are like the three main, like most common yeah. ones that they talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Those are those are the three main ones. Um, There's a lot of, and then of course you know, horny. Yeah. Um, I feel like that just pervades through a lot of their songs, yeah. regardless of topic. I feel like um, to varying degrees of success. Yeah. Uh, every now and then, I I think about that lyric in in 27. Uh, got a lot of friends who are stars, but some are just black holes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that might be like the best like if you were to be like yeah i love fallout boy because like they have some of the best lyrics like i've ever heard in my life like that's the one that i would initially bring up i think mm-hmm. i that i'm probably saying some contradictory statement cuz i've probably said some other lyric on this show but like and that is like a whole like i feel like that line just encompasses what is interesting about Pete Wentz is a lyricist, mm-hmm. um, which is like, uh, uh, like I am an outsider in this world that I belong in. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, outsider, I hardly know her. Outsider, I hardly know her. Yeah, you hadn't got me yet. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you have anything else to say about this song? The Reddit loves it, of course. Of course the Reddit has nothing bad to say about this song. When have they ever not loved a song? Uh, they weren't too hot on Super Fade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess there are rare exceptions to where the Fallout Boy subreddit doesn't like a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, uh, they only played this twice on So Much for Tour Dust. Really, and both times were with William Buck- Beckett because the Academy is was opening a few of th- these shows, 
But previously before that, the last time they had played it was in 2014 in Glasgow. Wow. So it had been a little while. Um, and they played it in uh, the Azura Amphitheater in Bonner Springs, Kansas, and the BMO Stadium in Los Angeles, California. And uh, now I believe it's being replaced with uh, Hum Hallelujah. Mm. So my opinion, better song. Yeah. But also, this song's done so well um, for what it is. It just spawned a million bands that I hate, I think, <laughs> is my problem with it. That's fair. Um, but it is like the perfect little formula. Like, if it's like, it's like, guys, we got to write a song. Like, it's our first band practice. Yeah. Let's write a song like this. You could, like, there, there's a reasonable argument for bringing up this song as, like, if you were asked, um, what is a good example of the pop punk genre? You could bring uh -huh. this up. Uh, you could bring this up. And also, like, I feel like this is a good song that you could be like, oh, it'd be interesting if this band did this song. Yeah. Like, I'd love to hear Paramore do this song. Yeah. Like, because I, I can kind of hear it, you know? Like, it's I can kind of hear got, it like, in, in, in that early uh, All We Know is Falling uh, riot type of sound. Mm hmm. It's got like a, a universal sort of chorus melody where yeah. like you can kind of take that chorus melody and... <laughs> Sorry. I was pretending my house was haunted in front of Toss. <laughs> I, I got so distracted. Um, <laughs> you can kind of take this chorus melody and apply it to like pretty much any genre and it'll, it'll yeah. work within that context. Yeah. Um, which is a hell of a thing to accomplish in songwriting. Yeah. Um, it's very impressive stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, this would be, this would be a a, a perfect uh, slot into a Blink One Eighty Two album, probably. I don't know. I haven't. Ooh, listened to Blink see that that one is <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, much to Dom Maduri's chagrin. Yeah, uh, that boy's been telling me to listen to Blink One Eighty Two for a hot minute. Yeah, you'd like some of their stuff. You'd like take off your pants. Um, you'd like uh, you'd like Untitled. I um, you'd like uh, neighborhoods. I'm gonna listen to them at some point. I just like keep forgetting. Yeah, and then by the time I remember, I'm like, mm, what if I listen to this other thing I've heard a million times before? Yeah, no, that's how I am. Yeah, I was like that with the new Johnny Booth album. I was like just putting it off, even though there are friends. I was like, I was like, oh, but I want to listen to the Bring Me the Horizon Glassjaw song for the 95th <laughs> fucking time. Um, and then I put on a. And then I put on fucking the new Johnny Booth album, and it's amazing. It's yeah. incredible. It's so so good. Yeah. I don't know how they did it. You boys are you boys are some causing some ruckus. How did you do it? How did you do it? I haven't listened to it. Uh, yeah, Fall Out Boy plays West Palm Beach tonight, and our friend Jason, aka oh, yeah. the Snoo, is going. Uh, just reported that uh, he saw some Dow Boys merch there. So let's fucking go. Keep it up, folks. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep it up. You want to rate this thing? Uh, I actually wanted to comment on the bridge. Um, Ooh. Or the, the, the best part of believe is a lie. I really like the instrumentation on that part. Yes. It's so like it's so different from the rest of the song, and like they they the the chord progression in there is like um. It's so like minor and and uh, seemingly like sort of depressing sounding, but in the context uh -huh. of this song, it like it's very bright for some reason. Yeah, 
It's very interesting. This whole song's kind of interesting. It's in an interesting like mode or something like that. That is a. Uh, it's very like show tuney almost. Yeah, kind of. Um, just the ba da do 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 da 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 ba da do do. Like it's it's very it's very funny. It's very whimsical. Yeah, it's it's the opposite of Timothy Chalamet. Right? Yeah. <laughs> It's got some. It's got some Simon Pegg to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love the bridge. I think William Beckett it like fits on it so perfectly too. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like him as a. I like him as a featured artist more than I like him as a lead singer. Maybe. Yeah. Which sucks. Uh, I I hope he like never that. hears that ever in his life. I hope he never hears me say that. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. There's some artists that are just like that where they swag out on other people's songs and then like their songs yeah. are ass. Like Definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh fucking I just had one. I'm tr- I was but I fucking forgot. That's awesome. Twenty one Savage. For a while, yeah. Yeah. He was kinda like that. Um I remember Rockstar era. Yeah. Mm. I remember uh I Am Greater Than I Was being pretty good. Um, that album that he made uh happens a lot um sometimes i yeah. completely like forgot everyone that exists no i mean <laughs> but it, it does happen maybe yeah you know what uh twitter give us an example of artists who are better features than they are leaders yeah better better uh character actors than lead roles yeah all right, now do you want to rate this thing? Zillakami. Ooh, I agree with that. Yeah. 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 Great on Vengeance by Denzel Amazing Curry. on Vengeance. Heard his yeah. album was terrible. <laughs> uh, his City Morgue stuff is cool. I like yeah. I like the City Morgue stuff, yeah. I also don't want him to hurt me, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll say nice things about Zillakami. He's got a very intimidating rap voice. He does, he does. It's It's very... Ah, Rah. Rah, I'm gonna get you. I'm Zilla Kami. I'm gonna get you. Legalize nuclear bombs. Legalize nuclear bombs. He doesn't sound like that. No, he doesn't. He's gonna kill me. I'm gonna get murdered by Zilla Kami. No, no, <laughs> fuck, dude. Oh no, hell no, nah, oh, bro. Fuck. Hell no, nah, bro. Okay, we can rate it now. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm gonna give this thing a seven out of ten. I'm gonna give it a eight out of ten. Smile. Wow. Yeah. Wow, look at that. Yeah. I was not expecting an eight from you. I like it. It's fun. I think it's good. It's not one I skip, that's for sure. Yep. Definitely not one I skip. You want to roll out the red carpet? Let's spin this damn ass wheel. Let's spin this damn ass wheel. In the meantime, while Carson's pulling up that damn ass wheel, thank you so much for listening. If you are still listening, uh, follow our bands at callous cowboys on twitter at the callous cowboys on instagram uh or i suppose it's called x now but who fucking cares it's um, not for me nope nobody's gonna call it that because it's a dog shit terrible ass name that he should have let go of 24 years ago um he still wants it to be the everything app he really does but he forgets that he is quite literally the dumbest billionaire to walk the <laughs> earth um yeah hate that fucking guy uh, Elon Musk, if you're listening, go fuck yourself. I hate you and die. Um, follow my band at Bummer Hill Emo on Twitter, at Bummer Hill on Instagram. Follow the podcast at The Dreaded Wheel on Twitter. 
Um, we're probably going to start getting more social media accounts now that Twitter is uh, definitely on the downturn and probably going to die within the next six months or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. Which we're we're planning to have all that worked out by the time I'm back from Europe. Uh, it's just this this uh, European tour has been a very big overhaul on my time and mm-hmm. uh, money. So uh, we are trying to make sure that we have the right. Uh, that we're set up for success before we, um, you know, venture out into doing uh, Instagram or TikTok or anything like that. Um, yeah. But uh, the plan, the plan is to do stuff like that uh, here soon. Yep. And uh, go subscribe to our Patreon, um, which should probably be up by the time this episode comes out. Or I think it will be. Yeah. Yeah. Either it'll either be up or it's about to be up. Um. I we are recording this episode it, about a month in advance <laughs> because yeah, of the tour. We are. Um, I think if it's not up this week, it'll be up next week with the newest "Made You Listen." Carson listens to Low Roar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, if uh, it's up, go subscribe, please. If the it's five, not, then subscribe when it's up. <laughs> yes, the five dollar tier gets you everything. Uh the $1 tier just gets you the RSS feed for the main episodes, but the $5 tier uh, gets you gets you the RSS feed for the main episodes, the bonus episodes, and whatever other content we put out. Wow. So only 5 bucks. We are not making you pay 10 We're not making you pay 7 It is going to be $5 forever. We're wow. not raising anything. We're not even going to have a $10 tier. There's going to be a $1 tier, and there's going to be a $5 tier. So anyway... Uh, should we spin this wheel? Let's spin this damn ass wheel. You did it last week, I think. Yep. Okay, cool. So here I go. Let's make sure I don't suck. And... Afterlife of the party, baby! Dude, I fucking... Oh, my lord. Holy shit. I almost, like, fucking had a heart Yeah, we attack. almost got Ratatat. It's right <laughs> next to Ratatat, so that was really scary. It was slowing down on Ratatat, and I felt my world crumble around me. All right, holy shit. All right, Afterlife of the Party. Woo-hoo! I was literally thinking about this song today. I'm so excited. All, All right. right, we'll talk about that in a month's time. All right, <laughs> bye-bye, bye, everyone. You stupid assholes, bye.